listening to episode 259 of the Ruby on Rails podcast, and I'm your host, Brittany Martin. Hiro Asari is a software developer at Travis CI. He has spoken many conferences across the globe, including Ruby Kaiji, RailsConf, and RubyConf Australia. He'll be here today to talk about the tool that Travis CI has called DPL. Welcome to the show, Hero. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to have you. Now, Hero, can you please tell us your developer origin story? Yeah, I was a database uh, administrator uh, back in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, way back when uh, I had my uh, day job and I wrote a lot of Perl script back then. And uh, I found a time uh, where my creativity is not getting adequate uh, feed, so to speak. And at the time, Ruby on Rails got really, really hot. Um, this is Ruby on Rails 1.2 days. Uh, I don't know if you, if the uh, listeners remember. Um, and JRuby uh, was getting uh, some traction. Uh, JRuby uh, before 1.5 uh, added full Ruby on Rails support. And Charles Nutter, uh, the uh, uh, maintainer of JRuby, wrote a blog post about uh, getting involved in JRuby's development. Uh, he wrote about how the code base is um, uh, laid out, how to add uh, Ruby methods uh, to JRuby. And, and I got heavily involved because I saw an opening in my creative uh, activities. Um, this is about, at this point, 10, 10 years. And I am happy to say that I have found a job after job about uh, writing code full time uh, since then. That's amazing. So as someone who's not particularly familiar with JRuby, what especially drew you to contributing to that community? Do you need to have a deep knowledge of both Java and Ruby in order to contribute? I think so. Um, my Java's my understanding of Java is not particularly great, but it was good enough to uh, get started on many of the aspects of JRuby uh, development. And Charlie, and as well as Tom Enable, uh, were very, very uh, helpful and kind uh, to uh, get my contribution uh, into the fold. That's excellent. Okay. So I want to dive into a tool that you have been supporting at Travis CI, which is called DPL, which is a deployment tool made for continuous deployment. What inspired you and Travis CI to build and maintain it? Travis CI as a continuous integration and continuous delivery service, it is critical that we provide a wide range of deployment targets. DPL is a utility written in Ruby uh, that makes it possible to uh, do that. It, the code is very modularly constructed and can support many of the deployment targets that are um, quite common these days, uh, including GitHub releases, uh, Heroku. Um, it is also possible to write the user's own uh, script to do the deployment as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about the technology stack that it's built on? Yes, it is written in Ruby uh, for the most part. Uh, there are uh, certain uh, parts that allows us to use 
uh, other tools like Firebase, uh, Cloud Foundry, etc. Uh, because you know uh, Ruby can make these uh, tools available uh, with external calls. Awesome. Well, uh, looking over the README for the project, you support over 40 different providers, including Heroku, Lambda, and Bluemix. How are you able to support all those different providers? Because we all know that they are each their own special flower. <laughs> yes, uh, flower is a very, very uh, kind way to uh, put it, I think. Uh, there are many uh, headaches that goes with it because uh, small things can change over time and it is nearly impossible for me personally to get on, uh, stay on top of the uh, entire array of development providers. And for that, uh, we rely on uh, community contributions. So have there been contributors that have gotten involved in the project just by saying, hey, I'd really like you to support such and such provider. And you say, hey, we actually don't have support for them yet, but if you would be interested in writing that support, then we'd be more than happy to review that code. Is that how a lot of contributors are getting started? Exactly, exactly. Oh, very cool. Are there any representatives from those companies that are working directly with you, or is it really just a community effort? I would say it is mostly community effort. Um, I do not have, for example, uh, have a uh, direct contact with Google or, uh, um, well, I do have some contacting IBM, but th those are the uh, people who are not working on uh, Bluemix, for example. Gotcha. Okay. That's so yes. interesting. Have you ever had a situation where one of those providers has broken DPL in some sort of way by releasing a new change, or it just seems like a lot in order to keep up with that, you know, 40 different providers on an open source tool? Right. Uh, I can't think of a uh, situation where that uh, happened, uh, but what can happen is that, uh, for example, when the deployment relies on Ruby gems. Oh, okay. Um, the gem that DPL needs gets updated and the version, the code that we use on DPL can be uh, broken because of the uh, new release. And then we would have to figure out how, how to uh, support the current uh, gem version so that uh, development does not uh, break. Gotcha. So is DPL essentially a dependency on Travis CI? It's basically a component. Is it considered a microservice that you're maintaining in order for Travis CI as a whole to operate correctly? Uh, it is not, uh, perhaps surprisingly. Uh, it is a script uh, that is independent of our service. Um, for example, uh, you can call DPL uh, on its own and run the deployment uh, itself. In fact, this is how the deployment actually works when you run it on uh, Travis CI. My understanding is that um, GitLab CI, for example, uh, uses mm -hmm. DPL um, in its own way. Uh, I do not know uh, the details of it, but uh, there are situations and support tickets uh, on GitHub where uh, users are trying to figure out how to use DPL on, in the uh, GitLab context. Um, I cannot you know, provide uh, adequate support, but uh, it has been reported. 
Oh, that's that's got to be that's got to make you feel good to know that your code is reaching a lot of people that are even outside of Travis CI. So it does indeed. <laughs> have you seen a lot of community support around it? The reason that I found out about the project was that Ruby newsletter highlighted it a couple weeks ago, and it seems like you've gotten a lot of stars and a lot of issues, pull requests. Um, how has the community feedback been in general? I'm really happy to hear that. Um, there are many uh, pull requests uh, that you mentioned uh, about uh, adding more and more uh, deployment uh, targets, and it makes me feel good. Uh, at the same time, I'm, you know, constantly uh, reminding myself that I have to learn a lot. Uh, I learn about new uh, service providers, new kinds of service, and so on. Um, I think there are four or five uh, open PR right now in DPL that will uh, aim to do just that. And That's great. I, yeah, I want to, uh, you know, learn all the things, but I don't have all the time. <laughs> is uh, supporting DPL part of your core job at Travis or is that considered a side project? How does that integrate in your day to day? Uh, it, I would say it is uh, part of my job now. Um, okay, because, very cool. Because it, it is a critical part of our uh, service. Gotcha. Well, you're living the dream of getting to do something that uh, a lot of people get to enjoy. You know, you're contributing to the open source community, but also helping your company as a whole. So, I mean, that that's a pretty great position to be in. Yes, I think so. Thank you. So quoting from Martin Fowler, it's hard enough for software developers to write code that works on their machine. But even when that's done, there's a long journey from their software to pr that's producing value, since software only produces value when it's in production. Essentially, for continuous deployment to work, your code must always be production ready. Do you feel that this concept is championed or avoided in our current community? Yes, yes. I think, I think it has to be championed. It has to be championed. And why? Why? Because... Um, Without championing, we are not going to get there. I the, think it is what the what the question is really asking is not whether or not continuous deployment is a good idea. It's whether mm -hmm. or not you think the community is actually doing it. Uh, because a tool like DPL enables mm -hmm. people to do it, but it's whether or not people actually have production ready code at the at the ready uh -huh. all the time. Which I I feel that <coughs> like they don't. But I'm curious <laughs> to hear what you think. Did you see how many tests fail on Travis and et cetera? You know, you have that uh, kind of data yeah, yeah. that I don't yeah. have. So. Right. Uh, so oftentimes, uh, pass or fail on the CI system is not exactly the indicator of whether or not the uh, code is production ready. Right. It is just an indication of whether or not it, they passed. Right. They are uh, distinctly different. Uh, metrics so to speak right the when when the codes pass code uh tests pass and uh, goes on to uh deployment um it depends on how well your test tests are written you know what i'm saying i do yeah if your tests are not good um ci cd will lose um, their value Absolutely. I you can agree. you can champion that uh, concept. It's you can believe that um, your code is production ready when they are not. 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's why it's so helpful to have something like DPL. Um, yeah. When you have solid production ready code, then you're ready to go. It's just <laughs> having integrating that philosophy into your engineering team that you know your master branch or whatever your production ready mm. branch is always ready to be deployed is kind of, can be a real mind bender for some development teams. And right. Know, and then there's also a question about the DPL's code quality, right? Sure. It, it is not always uh, production ready. There's, uh, we can write tests and we, we can push to a master branch or whatever, and uh, it can break things. And we have done that before, um, partly because we don't, we don't anticipate certain things like, um, you know, Ruby gems, uh, not Ruby gems, but the gem that uh, deployment uh, rely on uh, can get, you know, iffy, for, gotcha. for example. Um, so what can our <laughs> listeners do in order to help um, support the health of DPL? Because I really do think it's a meaningful and awesome project. You yeah, know, ah, that's a very good question uh, because we want, uh, we do releases, right? We did, uh, do the releases on uh, version XYZ. And there are things that I want to test uh, in order to uh, pull in uh, PRs. But my development uh, or the range of my deployments or tests are very, very limited because I don't know a lot about the, the kind of deployment that users want to do. And I want them to test them, mm -hmm. but um, often I don't have enough of them, so to speak. Gotcha. So you need, a, you need a subset of users that regularly use a provider that can almost be a representative of, hey, right. you know, we have this new version of DPL that we want to release. You know, yeah. my company uses Bluemix. I'm happy mm -hmm. to be the person who tests this beta version for you. Yeah, for example, yes. Yes, okay. exactly. So how can our listeners um, get involved then? Can they just go to the repo, open an issue, or how would you prefer they do that? Yes, I think that, that is the best way to get involved in DPL. Uh, it's uh, github.com slash Travis CI with a dash uh, between Travis and CI slash DPL. Those are uh, letters D, P, and L. We'll link this all up in the show notes, I promise. <laughs> That'd be great. Yes, and, absolutely. And PRs are the best way to uh, get involved. Uh, if you can't, then uh, finding someone else might be a good idea. How about our users, our listeners who would be interested in actually implementing DPL within their organization? How can they get started? Right. The easiest way is to use Travis CI. Uh, we have a deployment document that uh, describes how to uh, configure your deployment on Travis CI. Okay. As I mentioned before, DPL can be uh, used directly as a command line utility, and uh, that is also described in uh, README. Fantastic. Well, I will make sure to link all of that as well. Um, how can our listeners follow you, Hero? Um, I'm on Twitter, uh, Hero underscore Asari. I have not posted anything much lately, uh, but it might change if we get uh, a lot of, if I get a lot of uh, followers. <laughs> that sounds good. That, that's a challenge to you listeners, but I will also link uh, Heroes GitHub as well. Yes. 
Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Hero listeners. I will catch you next week. Thank you. Thank you very much.